Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's appropriate. It's important. Uh, I want to get it done expeditiously so we can move on to the reconstruction. The commuter crisis, the bridge that continues. Senator Jack Reed was up with the Federal Highway Administrator, and today the senator is on with us. Holding the powerful accountable from Washington, D.C. to right here in southern New England. This is 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti. And good morning, everyone. I'm Gene Valicenti. Senator Reid was supposed to be with us in studio, but he's on standby in Washington to vote on Ukraine and Gaza aid, possibly this weekend. So he's dialing in from Washington. Senator, thanks and good morning to you. You look good and we're ready to go here. Senator, let's begin with the news from last night. Uh, the president was on the defensive following that really a scathing report from the special prosecutor who handled the uh, the uh, classified documents case. It was good news, bad news for the president. Uh, the good news was he won't be charged. He took the documents. He stored them sloppy in a sloppy fashion. Uh, but the prosecutor went on to say that I probably couldn't get a conviction because the president uh, is an elderly man with a terrible memory. I'm going to read for you the quote. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Wow. Prosecutor said, when I interviewed him, he couldn't remember when his son died. He couldn't remember when his vice presidency ended. This is bad stuff, Senator. What do you make of that? Is he up to the job of the well, presidency? The, A lot of people say no after that. Well, the legal uh precedent that the prosecutor rested was uh, lack of evidence, uh, so not the uh, capability or the uh, personality of the president. It was a lack of evidence. And also he contrasted it with the, the Trump case, which was much more serious, and he indicated that those charges were indeed uh, credible and should be pursued. Uh, the president is someone who is managing a huge array of problems. In fact, uh, we should realize that that uh, interview took place the day after October 7th, when Hamas brutally attacked Israel. So I don't think the president was sort of hanging around getting ready for his interview. I think what he was doing and what he's done so well was trying to support one of our closest allies, trying to defuse a situation that could be, if it escalates, catastrophic. And that's just the normal day in the president. Well, I've been with the president. I've been with the president in person. I was at the meeting of all the congressional leaders, the speakers, the majority, the minority leader. Uh, it was intensive, and no one walked out of that room saying he can't handle it. 
Right. Uh, Senator, I know you're, you're friends with the president, you support him, you're a leading Democrat, and I expect you to say that. But you're not going to say that that was a good report from the special prosecutor. He said he has a failing memory. He couldn't remember the date his son died. He couldn't remember the day his vice presidency uh, ended. And last night it wasn't a good outing. He mixed up the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt. And this was, he went out right away to hold a news conference and defend himself. Let's listen to that. It didn't go as planned. Listen to this, Senator, and then we'll have your reaction. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Senator, the president has made it the country's business. He brings up his son's death, painful as it is for him and uncomfortable as it is for all of us to hear that. Nobody likes to hear about his son's death or share a man's pain. But he brings it up all the time, Senator. So was the prosecutor was within his rights to ask him about it. Go ahead. Well, I got to tell you that um, that I know the president well, as you indicate, and uh, his son's passing was extremely traumatic. And when you put all those factors together, the pressure of the office, the, the attack in Israel, the, and then a prosecutor sort of asking you about when did your son die, that, that's, that's out of the box. That's, that's not good prosecutorial technique. And frankly, uh, I've listened to Donald Trump confuse Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi, and that to me is a little startling. So this issue of uh, identifying people and knowing dates, et cetera, I've been there with other colleagues on both sides of the aisle, it, with the president, talking about issues of huge concern to the nation. And um, everyone walks out of the room saying, you know, he's got a real insights, he understands what's going on, et cetera. Um, and he has that, that capability. But uh, he will make me excuse. We all do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, there's no one, I think, that has more of a grasp on what's going on and more results. Uh, we've got an infrastructure bill where we're rebuilding this country. We've took on the energy companies and the pharmaceutical companies for the first time successfully. We're lowering the cost of prescription drugs for Medicare patients. We are building across the country. With the CHIPS Act, we are not only investing in this country, but we're actually uh, creating more private investment to match the public investment. These are accomplishments that are not an accident. They're because of the president and his staff working 24-7 yep. to protect this country. Senator, you have a good command of the facts. The question, does the president, three-quarters of the American people, according to recent polls, say he doesn't. He's not up to the job. How is it that your view is so out of step with the polls and three-quarters of the American people who say he's too old? How well, is that possible? I think, I think there's a, uh, something to be gained by being... Um, working with the president, and not on a partisan basis, but with my Republican colleagues also, uh, negotiating with him, also recognizing the uh, incredibly talented team he has put together, because uh, the presidency is certainly not a one-person job. It's fusing together an organization that works for the American people. He's done that. I think, frankly, anyone at that age uh, people would say, gee whiz, uh, is he or she capable enough to do it? And then uh, without, uh, you know, dodging the question, he has made misstatements. But yeah. as I indicated, so has Donald Trump. I think the, the image of Trump is one of 
well, what do you expect? The guy's a wild, uncontrolled, you know, says anything okay. that comes to his head. The image of Joe Biden is this is a, a very experienced uh, president and senator. You, and that's you know, a, an unfair situation, but that's the situation. I know you're anxious to pivot to Donald Trump, so let's do it. Uh, the special prosecutor said no charges filed against the president, even though he took the documents and he shared them and he had them and he stored them sloppy. That's not the case for Donald Trump. That's a different special prosecutor. Trump will be charged uh, criminally with those, with those papers. And some people say that's a different standard of justice. Why for Trump and why not for the president? Is it fair? Now, you're a lawyer, by the way, and, and uh, you went to a good no, law well, school. You went to a good law school. Is it fair to say they both robbed the bank? One gave them back and one didn't? Isn't punishment for robbing the bank, Senator? Is that fair? No, well, let me tell you, the uh, special prosecutor that looked at the Biden case uh, specifically indicated the differences between the Trump situation and President Biden. Uh, Trump deliberately went out of his way to uh, deny he had the papers, uh, to obstruct justice, uh, to make false statements or urge others to make false statements to make modifications to his security video system so they could not track uh, where the papers were, where they went, et cetera. So this is not the, gee, I uh, I'm, was a little too uh, careless about taking papers, but I, here they are, they're all back, I want them secure. Mm -hmm. This was a, the Trump situation was one of, uh, I make the laws, that's Donald Trump, I declassify, I can do whatever I want and no one's going to interfere and when the FBI comes knocking, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to lie to them basically. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Senator, isn't it, isn't it clear though that they both took the papers? They both thumbed their nose at the rules. I took it, Biden took it. They stored them sloppy, one in the garage, one in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. Trump kept them, he didn't cooperate. Biden gave them back. But isn't the crime taking them? As I said, isn't the crime robbing the bank? Whether you gave the money back in the end or you kept it. Go ahead, take the last word, then we'll go to break, Senator. Well, no, you, you have two prosecutors. And by the way, uh, the prosecutor uh, looking at President Biden was a Trump appointee, I believe, or a Republican. And he stated from the very beginning, we don't have the evidence, one. Two, uh, he said, let me distinguish clearly the, the case between President Trump and President Biden. President Trump consciously, deliberately, with intent, uh, not only took papers illegally, but tried to prevent the FBI and the federal government from retaining those papers, did it multiple times. And this is a serious, I mean, the issue is it's obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. It's not just having uh, papers in your possession. And that's a much more serious, serious charge as both prosecutors uh, indicated. Senator Reid, stay with us. We'll take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the keep Trump off the ballot in Colorado case. The Supreme Court looks like he's going to rule in Trump's favor on that. Plus, your nominee for the federal district court in Providence. Stay with us. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available 
on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now. Senator Reid is with us from Washington. Senator, let's uh, continue with legal, legal circles and politics. Uh, the Supreme Court appears, from what the, we're hearing yesterday, poised to keep Donald Trump on the ballot in Colorado and telegraph a message to any other state thinking of keeping him off the ballot. Don't do that. Would you agree with that ruling? Well, uh, I, I think such a ruling would be appropriate. Uh, first, uh, you have to have an objective measure of what it is to be an insurrectionist. Otherwise, every state could come up with their own uh, definition. Uh, and we don't have one now. Uh, it had, uh, as some pointed out, had the president been uh, impeached, then they could use that standard. Uh, in fact, he would not be allowed to run for uh, the presidency had he been successfully impeached. Well, you need to stand it. And uh, related to that, uh, the issue that judges on both sides of the spectrum brought up was it, this gives states sort of power to, for any reason whatsoever, keep people off the ballot. And that is not uh, going to help us in terms of having a free and fair elections. So my sense is that the court, probably on a close to nine to zero ruling, will, in fact, uh, throw out the Colorado case and uh, allow access to the ballot. But I think what they'll also do with the pending case on immunity, uh, be very, very clear that, that the president is not immune from criminal charges, uh, that he's not above the law. That's the principle that the court, I think, will, in fact, uh, stick to. They must, because no one should be above the law in the United States. Yeah, could you just refine that for us? Because He's claiming immunity for acts while he was in office. And has the appeals court said, well, I can't hold you immune now because you're not in office anymore. Can you make that clear for us, what, what you believe to be the case? Well, uh, had he been in office when these charges were brought forth, the, the only real mechanism in our legal uh, annals is impeachment. Uh, and then had he been successfully impeached, or you could argue even unsuccessfully impeached, when he became, a, a, once again, a, a civilian, for want of a better term, uh, maybe those charges could have been pressed. But uh, what the court has said, and circuit court was unanimous and very, very convincing in their opinion, was that um, the reality here is that the president uh, cannot as he becomes a civilian, avoid the consequences of illegal action. Right. I mean, if, if that was the case, literally the president could order people to go out, shoot these people, and come back in, pardon the, the, the killers, and then say, hey, I'm fine because uh, I have total immunity. I can do anything. That's so un-American and so dangerous that I believe the court, I hope the court will decide appropriately. All right, let's stay with the courts. You nominated uh, Rhode Island State District Court Judge Melissa DuBose 
for an open seat coming up on the federal district court in Rhode Island, the courthouse in Kennedy Plaza, it's the federal bench, and you believe she's qualified for that. Uh, she had her, her hearing uh, before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and it was a bit of a bumpy road when Senator Kennedy uh, got a hold of her and got a hold of an interview she gave about 20 years ago to an undergrad where she used the term, my Marxist phase. I want you to, well, you're probably familiar with the exchange yesterday. Let's listen to it and then I'll let you comment because she's your pick. You get the recommendation. You and Senator Whitehouse put her mm -hmm. name forward. The Senator rubber stamped it and she got it going over yesterday from your colleague, Senator Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana. Are you still a Marxist? Um, thank you for the question, Senator. Um, you don't have to thank me. We'll say um, I'm, I am, you are welcome. Um, I am not, uh, nor have ever been, a Marxist. Well, you gave an interview in 2000 to the feminist press. In fact, you didn't turn it over to us. We had to ask for it. We found it on our own. And you did then turn it over to us. Um, and this is what you were describing your time working in a coffee shop. You said, quote, the kids would come into the cafe all the time. We'd talk about what they're doing. We'd talk about their classes. And I was in my Marxist phase. So you used to be a Marxist, but you're not now? Uh, no, Senator, if I may. The context of the first of that interview, um, I had no idea that that interview was something that was going to be published. Uh, just to clarify the record, Judge Dubose, do you recall when that interview was done, the interview that uh, Senator Kenny referred to? No, Senator, I don't. And, and I, if I recall, and I was brought to my attention yesterday, that was never an, an interview that I did that was I thought was going to be published. I never reviewed it. I didn't. It was an undergrad student who was interested in teaching who spent 20 what minutes. what were you doing at the time? I was teaching. So this was before you even went to law school. This was yeah, I, I was many, really many, early. many, many, many years ago. It, it was, Senator. Perhaps during the time when my colleague, Senator Kennedy, was a Democrat, showing that people can change their views, even if it were true that you were then in a Marxist phase. By the way, uh, Senator Kennedy, who has a very good sense of humor, he's known uh, for his, uh, his uh, comments and his sense of humor, he did not appreciate that. I thought he'd take the bait, but he didn't, and was kind of a buzzkill. Uh, did you nominate a Marxist to the federal bench? Senator Reid. Absolutely not. I, I don't think there are that many Marxists that graduate from Providence College. The Dominicans have a rather dim view of Marxism. Uh, this is a Rhode Island person. This is someone who grew up here, who uh, understands the state. She's got the enormous uh, endorsement of all of our sitting district judges. Uh, she has the uh, strong, strong endorsement of the chiefs of police of Rhode Island. She is a remarkably capable woman. Now, um, he probably could have went back and said, "Are you a, were you ever a hippie?" And, yeah. You know, she went, "Yes." Well, are you still a hippie? Right. I mean, that's the kind of uh, I would call non-productive uh, questioning that is too frequent here these days. It, it's more of a gotcha. Right. Uh, let's go back 20 years. Let's find out something you said as a a young person, uh, and frankly, Gene, I think we've all had phases uh, uh, when we were uh, more progressive, less progressive when we were doing this. 
It's nonsense. I, I, she is so qualified and recognized by the courts, recognized by her fellow lawyers. She's going to do, do a remarkable job for the state of Rhode Island. All right, just with 30 seconds left before we go to the break, he did question about her, her uh, experience in the federal courts, whether or not she's presided over a case. And that appears to be a more legitimate area of inquiry. She is light with her legal experience in the federal courts, Senator. Would you give him that at least? No, I, I think we look at uh, her entire experience. You know, she has worked for the federal, she's worked for the state attorney general. She has been in private industry. She was with a global 500 company, uh, so she knows what it's like in the corporate environment. Uh, she's now on the district court handling uh, a lot of criminal cases and arraignments, uh, and she brings all those skills to, to the court. Um, that's what makes our district court, I think, the best in the country. Uh, we had uh, Judge mm -hmm. Smith, who is uh, retiring, uh, was not yeah. a, a federal jurist. He came from uh, a private law firm practice, right. uh, counselor. Uh, uh, judge McConnell, the chief judge, came from uh, as a litigator. Yep. And, and I think we put together a court that really understands the law, not from the perspective of just sitting there judging, but being among people who they will have to deal with. Senator, you're down there in Washington. You may be voting on uh, billions more for Ukraine. Uh, you support sending Ukraine billions more. Uh, Putin was on with Tucker Carlson last night saying, just stop sending money to Ukraine and we'll end the war in days. Go ahead and take those two. Well, Ukraine is fighting uh, their fight, but it's our fight too. If Ukraine falls, uh, it, it will not stop Putin. He will become more and more adventurous and aggressive, and that could easily uh, pull us into the battle directly. Uh, the Baltic, uh, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, they're NATO countries. If there's any incursion in there, then under Article 5 or NATO uh, treaty, we would be involved. I would rather send resources to brave Ukrainians to fight than to send our young men and women to fight. It's that simple. And also it's about will we maintain the international order of democracies united together, of free trade policies, or will we descend into autocracies over on the globe who exist simply to make their leader and his colleagues rich and powerful? I don't think that's where we want to go. We would be betraying the sacrifice of millions of Americans over many, many decades who fought for freedom and prosperity and peace. And so that's why I'm very much committed to getting these resources yep. to the Ukrainians. Senator, I'll defer to you on global politics and military affairs. But uh, just as a layman, uh, Putin appears to have trouble conquering Ukraine. Uh, he's on the ropes, from what I hear. Uh, how would he ever have designs on Poland or taking on NATO? That seems absurd, Senator. How is that uh, possible? Well, uh, it's very possible. Because if we do not supply the Ukrainians, they will literally run out of ammunition. Uh, they are now under great pressure. Uh, Russia is uh, a, a huge country that can throw, unfortunately, for the Russian soldiers, uh, men into combat uh, and without regard. Putin has no regard. And they can wear down uh, the Ukrainians, and they can make sufficient progress for that they could cause an unfavorable settlement or even the collapse of the Ukrainian government. 
and that would give him more interest uh, in going after places he claims are Russian territory, like the Baltics, like other parts of the area. Um, and, oh, by the way, if he succeeds, you have to think what Xi Jinping in China is thinking. Hmm, I have a, uh, a goal to take Taiwan because right. it is Chinese territory, just like Putin's goal was to take the Ukraine because it's Russian territory. Mm -hmm. And that would weaken us across the board. NATO itself, I think, would begin to second guess whether the United States uh, will play the role it's always played, saying, we're going to be able to get your back. We're behind you. Uh, and that would cause, I think, a, a terrible dynamic. Uh, so this battle is mm. much more than just struggling to help the Ukrainians who deserve the help. But this is about our right. long-term security and safety. Senator, we only about, have about 30 seconds. And you're at a disadvantage. I could see you. You can't see me. And you can't see that the computer just put up a warning that we're running out of time. But, but it, gave me, it gave me a reminder that when it's up, it's up, and you get cut off and we're done. So with just 30 seconds left, you were up with the Federal Highway Administrator. Uh, we need money to fix that bridge. Uh, are you satisfied that everything is going well? It's the big story up here. Are you satisfied with Peter Alvidi helming this? He's your old classmate. Uh, you went to high school with him. Just take about now 25 seconds and wrap it up in a hard out, Senator. Go ahead. They're working 24-7, both the state authorities and the federal authorities, to first determine what must be done and say, get it done as quickly as possible. This has been a huge imposition on the people of Rhode Island and the businesses of Rhode Island. My job, and I'm already engaged, I've been talking to Secretary Buttigieg, is to make sure that every federal resource available goes to the state to fix this quickly and that the least disruption to the people of Rhode Island. So you're, you're satisfied with the way it's being handled thus far? I think it's uh, an all-out effort okay. by everyone, uh, and uh, we've got to keep it up. Okay. Senator Reed, thanks. Always good to check in thanks, with you. Gene.